Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Sunday, April 8th, 2018. Good evening, everyone. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinchall of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. As we get set here, folks, to bring you, of course, our weekly promo of all of our shows that will take place this week in the WCWS Radio Network. Of course, on everybody's mind will be, of course, the NXT TakeOver show from New Orleans that occurred last night. And, of course, right now, ladies and gentlemen, WrestleMania 34 in progress. A lot of the matches are already taking place. A lot of shocking happenings uh, taking place here so far. And also, and uh, so we'll be, we'll be giving you an update, of course, on <coughs> excuse me, on all the matches here that have taken place thus far and, uh, how, and let you know how long each match took here so far. Uh, <clears throat> plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll, as always, we'll start off with our wrestling history and birthdays here. For today as well. Plus, also, we'll be letting you know about, as we said, what will take place during all of our shows here in the radio network here this coming week. Let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here as we start off with things. We start off with our rest of history for today, April the eighth. <clears throat> Twenty-eight years ago today, which would put it at 1990, the AWA presented Super Clash Four from the St. Paul Civic Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. About 2,000 fans were in attendance for the event. Surprisingly, no footage of this event exists, as no TV cameras were present for the event. In addition, the junkyard dog who was scheduled to wrestle Colonel De Beers was injured the night before the event. This was the last major event for the AWA, as the company was facing hard times financially and critically. The company stopped producing television that summer and would fold the next year after filing for bankruptcy. And here are the matches that took place here, ladies and gentlemen, at this final Super Clash uh, back in 1990. Jake Milliman defeated Todd Becker. The Texas Hangman, Killer, and Psycho defeated the team of Brad Regans and DJ Peterson. Baron Von Raschke defeated Colonel De Beers by countout. Kelly Blanchard defeated Tommy Jammer. John Knorr defeated Coquina Maximus. Larry Tabisco defeated Mr. Saito to win the AWA World Heavyweight title 
Nick Bockwinkel was a special guest referee. And the, troop, the team of the Trooper and Paul Diamond defeated the Destruction crew, Mike Enos and Wayne Bloom. Yeah. 23 years ago today, which would put it at 1995 in Philadelphia, Eddie Guerrero defeated Two Cold Scorpio to win the ECW World Cup title. On the same show, Public Enemy defeated Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko, and also the team of Rick Steiner and the Tasmaniac, in a three-way dance to win the ECW World Tag Team titles. Let's see. Uh, yes, 22 years ago today, we put it at 1996, WWF Monday Night Raw began airing at 8.57 p.m. in an effort to get a jump on their rival program, WCW Monday Nitro. This week, however, it ran unopposed. In one of the bouts, which was taped on April the 1st, Vader defeated Yokozuna via referee stoppage when Vader gave Yokozuna a Vader bomb on one of his legs. Unable to walk out on his own power, the 600-plus pounder had to be carried from the ring via a forklift. In the show's main event, Shawn Michaels defeated Jerry the King Waller to retain the WWF title. Sixteen years ago today, <clears throat> which would put it at 2002, on Raw from Phoenix, Arizona, Spike Dudley defeated William Regal in just three seconds to win the WWF European title. Uh, let me see here. 15 years ago today, 2003, at SmackDown taping in Chicago, Rowdy Roddy Piper made his first appearance on WWE television since his WrestleMania 12 match against Goldust. In the first Piper's Pit since WrestleMania 5, Vince McMahon was his guest, but Rikishi interrupted the proceedings he tried to hit Piper with a coconut as payback for what he did to Jimmy Snuka in 1984, but was attacked by Sean O'Hare. Then Piper hit Rikishi with the coconut. Uh, let's see. Five years ago today, 2013, on Raw from East Rutherford, New Jersey, Wade Barrett defeated The Miz to regain the Intercontinental title. This came just one day after The Miz defeated Barrett for the title during the WrestleMania 29 pre-show. It wasn't the only title change on the show, however. After Alberto Del Rio defeated Jack Swagger by submission to retain the World Heavyweight title, Dolph Ziggler cashed in his money in the bank briefcase and defeated Del Rio to win the World Heavyweight title. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, also, uh, five years ago today, uh, 2013, WWE signed Irish wrestler Rebecca Quinn to a developmental deal. After spending two years in their developmental program as Becky Lynch, she joined the main roster under the same name last summer. And we'll check on some birthdays here in this moment. But, ladies and gentlemen, there is another part. There is another, yes, there is another part uh, to this, uh, to our wrestling history. Here's a very somber one here, ladies and gentlemen. But, um, but nonetheless, it is, it is a very, it is a historical moment indeed. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, four years ago today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> of course, that would be 2014, James Brian Helwig, best known to wrestling fans as the Ultimate Warrior, or simply and now, and of course, legally, Warrior, sadly died of a heart attack in Scottsdale, Arizona. He was only 54 years old. Born June 16, 1959, in Crawfordsville, Indiana, Helwig was the oldest of five children. 
He was raised by his mother and later his stepfather after his biological father left when he was 12. A graduate of Fountain Central High School in Petersburg, Indiana, he attended Indiana State University for a year. Helwig took up amateur bodybuilding in the early 1980s after spending most of his early life training with weights. He began weight training at age 11. After moderate success, including winning the NPC Mr. Georgia in 1984 and finishing fifth in the Junior USA's the next year, Helwig accepted an offer to join a group of wrestling bodybuilders known as Power Team USA. <sighs> Trained by Red Bastian and Rick Bassman, Helwig made his professional wrestling debut as Jim Justice Helwig. He would team with Steve Flash Gordon, where Gordon would go on to great success himself as Sting, and they formed first the Freedom Fighters, but later the tag team known as the Blade Runners. Helwig was Blade Runner Rock, while Borden was Blade Runner Flash. The duo teamed for about a year in the Continental Wrestling Association and later in Bill Watts' version of the UWF. The group disbanded when Helwig left UWF in 1986. Helwig went on to Texas-based World Class Championship Wrestling in 1986, adopting the name Dingo Warrior after someone in the locker room remarked that he looked like a, like a warrior. In late 1986, Dingo Warrior and Lance Von Erich defeated Master G and Matt Bourne to win the WCWA Tag Team titles. They only held the title for two weeks before losing them to Al Madrill and Brian Adias. In early 1987, Warrior won the WCWA Texas Heavyweight title. Two months later, he vacated the title when he left the company. He briefly returned but would leave again for good uh, later in the year to join the WWF. Initially promoted as the Dingo Warrior, Helwig, Helwig made his WWF debut in June 1987. By the time he made his television debut in October, he would be known as the Ultimate Warrior. Where the name came from exactly depends on who's telling the story. Bruce Pritchard remarked that Vincent Mann didn't know what a Dingo Warrior was, and that since there were there were more than a, a few warriors around, like Kerry Von Eric, the Modern Day Warrior, and of course the Road Warriors, there should be an Ultimate Warrior. Warrior himself claimed that after an early match, he cut a promo, but was instructed not to say the word Dingo. Then Warrior proclaimed he wasn't this warrior or that warrior, but the ultimate warrior. Warrior feuded with Hercules Hernandez and Bobby Heenan, the latter mostly on the house show circuit in a series of weasel suit matches through most of the year. In August at the first SummerSlam, Fortune smiled on the Warrior, substituting for the injured Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Warrior ended the longest Intercontinental Championship reign in WWF history by defeating the Honky Tonk Man in just 27 seconds. Warrior would spend most of 1989 feuding with Ravishing Rick Rude. After a super pose down at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view that year, Rude attacked Warrior with a steel bar and attempted to choke him. The two men at WrestleMania were, where with the help of Bobby Heenan, Rude defeated Warrior to win the Intercontinental title. This was Warrior's first televised pinfall loss, Warrior, by this point, had a few pinfall losses on the house show circuit, most notably Andre the Giant in Italy, you know, Bravo in Montreal, and Rick Rude in Richfield, Ohio, a couple months after his TV debut. He wouldn't be without the title long. Warrior got it back this four months later at SummerSlam. He spent the remainder of the year feuding with Andre the Giant, defeating him in short bouts to establish him as a main eventer. The highlight came when Warrior eliminated Andre at the 1989 Survivor Series via countout, then getting the final two falls in the match, defeating Arn Anderson and Bobby Heenan. 
The build to Ultimate Warrior as a main eventer was no accident. He was to be the successor to Hulk Hogan, who had been the WWF's top star for most of the 1980s. After a teased confrontation at the 1990 Royal Rumble, the two met at WrestleMania VI in a match billed as the Ultimate Challenge. The, the classic saw Ultimate Warrior defeat Hulk Hogan to win the WWF title. <clears throat> However, WWF rules at the time prohibited him from holding that and the Intercontinental title at the same time, so the Intercontinental title was vacated. Warrior's primary feeds would be Rick Rude, leading to a steel cage match at SummerSlam that year, also Mr. Perfect and the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Ladies and gentlemen, before we finish, before we, before we continue forward here with our look here on this date about the passing, of course, of the Ultimate Warrior, I do have to step for just one second. Uh, please feel free to listen to our opening theme, which, of course, like I said, is, uh, uh, of course, theme used by the big show called Crank It Up. I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Sherry Lynn Tyree was made final. 
Warrior was set to feud with Undertaker and Jake the Snake Roberts after Roberts tricked Warrior into trusting him for his battle with the Undertaker. The feud never launched as Roberts left for WCW. About a month before SummerSlam 91, Warrior requested a new contract and a letter written to Vince McMahon. McMahon acquiesced to most of his demands a few days later, including a $550,000 bonus for WrestleMania 7. The following SummerSlam, Warrior was handed another letter, a letter of indefinite suspension. Warrior refused and left the company altogether in October 1991. He offered his resignation, but it wasn't accepted as he was still under contract for another year. Warrior returned to the WWF at WrestleMania 8, rescuing Hulk Hogan from an assault by Sid Justice and Papa Shango. He looked drastically different from the last time he was on WWF programming. He was shorter, his hair was blonder, and his physique was smaller. They made it believe that it was someone else playing Ultimate Warrior. It wasn't. Despite rumors of his death, it was Warrior all along. His return came with some creative control. One storyline involved Papa Shango cursing Ultimate Warrior, causing Warrior to convulse, bleed, and vomit. Warrior claimed he had no control over that storyline. Warrior was set to have another run with the WWF title, but his return came around the time of a federal steroid investigation. About a month after defeating Randy Savage by countout in a WWF title match at SummerSlam, Warrior was popped for steroids and or HGH. Warrior was suspended and or released. The story changes depending on who is telling it. In 1993, Warrior would become Jim Helwig's legal name. The one-word name appears on all legal documents, and his children carry his surname. He remained mostly retired for the next few years, opening a wrestling school in Scottsdale, Arizona, and wrestling for the International Wrestling Federation in late 1992, and touring with the Catch Wrestling Association in Europe in 1995. Warrior also had a small role in the movie Firepower in 1993. Warrior returned to the WWF at WrestleMania 12 in 1996. He made quick work of Hunter Hearst Helmsley at the event and went into a feud with Goldust. Warrior tried unsuccessfully twice to get the Intercontinental title from Goldust, both resulting in countouts. Warrior's last pay-per-view match for the WWF came at King of the Ring when he defeated Jerry Lawler. Warrior was set to take part in a six-man tag team match at In Your House International Incident in July, but the WWF fired Warrior again. Allegedly, after missing some house shows to grieve the death of his father, McMahon saw this as a move to hold out for more money. However, Warrior claimed he no-showed those events due to a breach of contract. Warrior and the WWF would be in litigation over the next two years over who owned the rights to the Ultimate Warrior trademark and name. In the end, the court ruled that Warrior owned the rights and he was legally entitled to use the character as he saw fit. One of those ways was writing his own comic book series. Five issues were released in 1996, including a Christmas special. In 1998, Warrior was signed to WCW. He would form the One Warrior Nation, his acronym the OWN, as it was a play on the NWO, of course, New World Order. The group would have just one other member, a kidnapped and converted disciple. His storyline with Hollywood Hogan was seen as controversial and hokey, particularly in part due to use of magic smoke that would incapacitate anyone other than Hogan. He would appear and disappear through a trap door. Said trap door nearly paralyzed Davy Boy Smith in September of 1998. Warrior wrestled all three matches in his brief run in the company. A three-team trios war games match won by DDP at Fall Brawl. A tag team match where he and Sting defeated Hogan and Bret Hart. And a rematch of their 
of their classic WrestleMania six encounter at Halloween Havoc. The Havoc bout is considered among the worst main event bouts in professional wrestling history. Hollywood Hogan would win the bout with help from Horace Hogan. Warrior's final appearance for WCW came in November when he rescued the disciple from the NWO. Warrior would retire from wrestling in early 1999. I, almost immediately after following his retirement, Warrior married for a second time, this time to Dana Vallow, or Vale in January 1999. The couple would have two daughters, Indiana, born in 2000, and Madigan, born in 2002. Warrior became a motivational speaker following his retirement and often denounced left-wing politics and homosexuality. In a 2004 speech at the University of Connecticut, Warrior remarked, Queering doesn't make the world work, and later echoed that statement saying that the human race would die if everyone in the world was homosexual. He also maintained a personal blog where he commented on many topics from celebrities in the news, the politics, to his le- legacy as a wrestler, and his personal life. In late 2005, WWE released The Self-Destruction of the Ultimate Warrior, a less than flattering look at Warrior's WWF run. Considering Warrior alleged libel against WWE in the past, this was seen as a highly controversial move. Warrior was asked to help with the production of the DVD, but he refused. In January 2006, Warrior sued WWE over the depiction of his career. The lawsuit was dismissed in an Arizona court in 2009. Warrior would wrestle just one match following his retirement, which was a win over Orlando Jordan to win the new Wrestling Evolution World Heavyweight title in Barcelona in 2008. Warrior immediately vacated the title and went back into retirement. Largely alienating his peers in the wrestling business following his retirement, Warrior began to reconcile with the wrestling industry in his final years. In February 2013, Warrior announced via his YouTube channel that he would appear at WrestleCon. The man was so great for him, a second print run of tickets had to be ordered. He also spoke of Vince McMahon in a positive light for the first time on his channel. That summer, Warrior would be the star of a trailer for the WWE 2K14 video game. He was the game's pre-order bonus. In January 2014, the Ultimate Warrior was announced as the first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2014. During the week of WrestleMania 30, WWE released a new DVD painting the Warrior in a far more positive light. The DVD, entitled Ultimate Warrior, The Ultimate Collection, spans his entire career and includes stories from his career in an extensive sit-down interview with Warrior himself. Warrior was inducted on April the 5th and made an appearance at WrestleMania 30 the next night. The night after WrestleMania, Warriors appeared on Raw for the first time since June 1996 and channeled his inner motivational speaker and also inner Ultimate Warrior. <clears throat> and this, this is his words right here, but it won't really do me justice. So let's let the, let's let the Warrior himself say this.
However, to be his final public appearance. The next day, while walking with his wife outside a hotel in Scottsdale, Arizona, Warrior collapsed and was rushed to a hospital where sadly he was pronounced dead. Though he appeared to be in great spirits, he was seen taking photos with his fans just hours before his death. Many say he appeared frail, sweating profusely, and breathing heavily in his final days. The Maricopa County Medical Examiner's Office concluded Warrior suffered from a heart attack due to atherosclerosis scolar cardiovascular disease. Almost immediately following his death, WWE sent two senior officials to assist his widow in handling personal matters. Posthumously, Warrior was given a 10-bell salute on the next week's Raw, and an entire week of programming was dedicated to the Ultimate Warrior on the WWE Network streaming device. A wrestling-themed episode of the Goldbergs and the 2000 2015 animated film The Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown was also dedicated in Warrior's memory. Warrior posthumously won the 2014 Slammy for Comeback of the Year. Also in 2015, WWE 
introduced the warrior award given to one person who best embodied the spirit and the passion of the ultimate warrior. The award presented annually during the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony has gone to superfan Colin McCulloch, posthumously journalist and breast cancer survivor Joan London, and paralyzed ex-football player Eric Legrand. The award has caused some controversy as Warrior had originally intended to, to the honor to go annually to an unsung WWE employee. A biography, Ultimate Warrior, Life Lived Forever, the, the Legend of a WWE Hero, was released in September of 2015. Of course, I also, ladies and gentlemen, since that time, of course, we've had, uh, uh, let me see here. I think uh, this year, uh, Jarius J.J. Robertson was another that uh, received, received that award there as well. So, and um, it's, so it's been a, it's been a, like I said, a very, a very unique uh, honor right there, of course. Uh, and like I said, ladies and gentlemen, on this day here, let's still remember Ultimate Warrior, like one of the greatest superstars in the history of professional wrestling, as we lost him four years ago today at the age of 54. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with your rest, rest of history and birthdays here for today, <clears throat> April the 8th. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we go into our, our uh, of course, our updates on uh, what will take place during our shows here in the radio network, let's go ahead and give you... Let's go ahead and uh, bring you, of course, our uh, an update here, of course, on what is taking place thus far at WrestleMania 34. Uh, out of course, matches that have happened, we've had like 10 matches already occur, including one that was actually just added a little while ago, and we'll give you that update here in just a few minutes. Well, let's run down this, what's taking place here so far, folks, as we continue to monitor this. Matt Hardy won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy by defeating, by last eliminating Baron Corbin. It was a 30, it ended up being a 30 men competing in the event. And let me go ahead and tell you who was all involved in that. Uh, the, both members of the Ascension, Connor and Victor, both members of the Revival, Wilder and Dawson, Mojo Raleigh, Ty Dillinger, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Brizongo, of course, uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, uh, Goldust, Heath Slater, Rhino, Zack Ryder, Primo Cologne, Kane, Kurt Hawkins, Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, Aiden English, both members of the club, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, uh, The Miz Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, also R-Truth, uh, Titus O'Neil and Apollo, uh, Sankara, and the returning Mike Kanellis um, all took place in that in the in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Next match that took place, and actually that Battle Royal lasted 15 minutes and 45 seconds. Very interesting for a pre-show. The, the second pre-show match was a tournament final in the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. Of course, the winner would be crowned the the cruiserweight belt, which was vacated, of course, as you re- remember, after Enzo Amore was fired from WWE for the sexual harassment charges. Cedric Alexander defeated Mustafa Ali in 12 minutes, 20 seconds to pick up the vacant cruiserweight championship. Also, the the first ever women, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal uh, trophy was won in a 20-woman battle royal when Naomi, by Naomi, who last eliminated Bailey. Other participants in the women's in the women's uh, royal uh, battle royal was like this: 
Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Dakota Kai, Dana Brooke, Kyrie Sane, Kavita Devi, Lana, Liv Morgan, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Natalia, Peyton Royce, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Sasha Banks, Sonya Deville, and Tanara Conti. Uh, so, and that one lasted uh, actually nine minutes and fifty seconds. So that that match went through pretty quickly here, folks. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, next up here, the Intercontinental title match, triple threat match. And, of course, uh, I do believe here, I do believe here that pretty much everybody had um, had different opinions about the IC title match here. And it appears that that Michelle and Fonzi actually were correct here. Seth Rollins did get by The Miz and Finn Balor to win the Intercontinental title. This match lasted 15 minutes and 30 seconds. The next matchup on the card was the SmackDown Women's Title match. This was this was hyped up here, of course, with Oscar winning the 2018 Women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, it was, uh, from what we understand, it was a real big time, uh, big time matchup here indeed. After going 13 minutes and five seconds, Oscar was handed her first loss by submission, as Charlotte Flair defeated Oscar to retain the SmackDown Women's Title. Next up here, the Fatal Four Way match for the United States title. This was, of course, a back. This was kind of a back and forth. Uh, this kind of a back and forth thing here. Uh, pretty much everybody uh, went different ways between uh, Orton retaining, also Bobby Roode winning, and even one person went for Rusev to win. But of course, the the surprise here was that Jinder Mahal got by Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, and Rusev to pick up the United States title. I'm sure he had help from his his cohort there, one of, half of the, of the Singh brothers, Sunil Singh. This match lasted 8 minutes and 15 seconds. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, one of the big-time tag team matches that, of course, has been hyped up here for some time, the, the WWE wrestling debut of, of course, uh, <clears throat> of, um, of, course of, uh, of legendary UFC fighter Ronda Rousey as she teamed with Kurt Angle to defeat Triple versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. And that's what exactly what happened, ladies and gentlemen. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey defeated Triple H and Stephanie by submission in 20 minutes and 40 seconds. However, I did get a note through the uh, last kicker, Emery Rickenbach, who was informing everybody of the results of some of these matches, that uh, my assumption is was after this match occurred, that Kurt Angle somehow punched, turned on Ronda Rousey, apparently. I'm not sure what happened here. I uh, don't know the full story on that, but we'll try to get find out something here during the week. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, Ronda Rousey prevails in her first WWE-sanctioned match. The Triple Threat Tag Team match with the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, the New Day uh, competed in the form of Big E and Kofi. That's what pretty much everyone did say here. Uh, would compete for the New Day, but however, I think it was academic. Pretty much everybody, uh, with the exception of one person, did say that uh, this team would come through, and they did. The Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan, did defeat the Usos and the New Day to pick up the first ever SmackDown Tag Team titles. And that match lasted, ladies and gentlemen, only five minutes and 50 seconds. Incredible. The next one here was a kind of a uh, kind of a last-minute uh, addition. 
apparently, no, we have, we have been hearing for weeks that John Cena wanted to go after the under wanted to wrestle the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Uh, he had he had pretty much been thwarted several different times here by the Undertaker, but it turns out apparently the Undertaker finally came out. Um, I, I, we, I, we have, that's what we were. That's one thing that I'm sure we were assuming in this. But somehow the Undertaker did defeat John Cena in a in a I guess it was a quick bout here. This match only lasted two minutes and forty five seconds. It's probably one of the shortest matches the Undertaker pretty much ever had, in my personal opinion. Um, and of course, probably Cena was not re- was not expecting to be, even though he'd been trying to get Undertaker at WrestleMania, he uh, was not. Didn't look like to me he was really fully prepared. So, but anyway, like I said, if John Cena got his wish, but he got it at WrestleMania itself, and the Undertaker did get by him, and only like I said, less than three minutes. And of course, the other another ta- the other tag team match we were also talking about, of course, Daniel Bryan making his return to in ring action after being away for two years because, of course, of the concussions, neck injuries. Uh, of course, him and Shane McMahon teamed up to go after KO and Sami Zayn, and Believe it or not, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon defeated KO and Sammy in a ta- in, in this match here. So Owens and Zayn will not be rehired apparently by SmackDown, as this match so far took uh, 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 took 15 minutes and 25 seconds to do. But DB and Shane got the job done here, ladies and gentlemen. We might have one other update here, folks. Yes, we do. And it appears like the Raw Women's Title match here. We pretty much, uh, um, uh, with the two of us actually said that Alexa was going to retain, and the majority of us, including myself, did say that Nia Jax was going to pull off a win here. And apparently, at pretty much majority majority one in this case, as Nia Jax picks up her first Raw Women's Title, as she does defeat the goddess Alexa Bliss. This match took 10 minutes and 15 seconds. So, ladies and gentlemen, the remaining matches, of course, to talk about, there are three more here, of course, that I'm sure are in progress right now, is the WWE title match between with AJ Styles defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. Of course, the Raw tag team titles, of course, up for grabs, that should Cesaro and Sheamus defend against Braun Strowman and a partner of his choosing. It's been debated about who that's going to be. I've, we've heard different names, everybody from... We've heard the Big Show. We've heard Kane. We've even, of course, the majority of our folks have even said that Samoa Joe may be returning to partner with with Braun, but we're not absolutely sure what the status of that is yet. But that match is still to come. And the main event, ladies and gentlemen, is the Universal Title match, pitting, of course, the champion Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. So we'll keep you an update. We'll, we'll update you folks on the on the WWE on the WWE title match, the Raw Tag Team title match and the Universal title match here um, in, here uh, throughout the remainder of the show. We'll go past the 11 o'clock hour as we now get set here to talk about, of course, what will take place on all of our shows. Uh, now, now, like I said, we talk about all of our shows that uh, will, will take place this week here in the radio network. And, of course, it's like we said here, folks, uh, um, we will, of course, of course, uh, a lot of talk will be about the NXT show that that took place last night, as well as, of course, WrestleMania 34 currently going on here right now. So let's go ahead here, folks, and let you know about what will be taking place here uh, uh, on our show, starting with, of course, with tomorrow afternoon from 3 to 5. 
course, call ID 138744-POUND. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is WCWUS Raw Radio. Please, by all means, join, of course, your broadcast team of the of the <clears throat> King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, the human suitcase machine, John Gross, as well as, as a plethora of guests, I'm sure including the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the Rattlesnake and Neil Patel, among others, as they, of course, will be talking about, of course, the latest wrestling news and views coming through the pike. Um, John, of course, we bring you, of course, wrestling history here from this past weekend, including, like I said, yesterday, today, and also, of course, tomorrow. There'll be definitely be some talking going on about the NXT show last night. Like we said, there'll be some talking about WrestleMania, um, I'm sure, and, of course, also some other little things in between, and also a few little sports stories. I'm sure J.D. will bring a few of those up. J.D. and the gang will be bringing some of those up as well. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, they'll be talking about the brawl, the aftermath of WrestleMania, of course, as they start off with talking about what will take place on tomorrow night's edition of Monday Night Raw. Of course, the backlash that took place from uh, took place from tonight. Uh, so, uh, so the, uh, and, and of course, like I said, by giving by us giving us giving you our thoughts and opinions on what the main event will be, plus also the uh, ratings and and predictions for for the. Uh, for what the uh, ratings will be, of course, for the show, including also the main event as well. So be sure to join Gerard, J.D., John, and the rest of the gang for Raw Radio tomorrow afternoon from 3 to 5, right here on Talk Shoot, call ID 138-744-POUND. Next up here, folks, we will go into two series as we start Double Dose Part 1. First off, we will start off with WWS Wrestling Revisited as King Ice will hop into the WWS Time Machine and visit a moment from wrestling history. As we always say, it could be a match, it could be a moment, it could be an entire pay-per-view. You never know what they're going to be talking about, but you will, of course, be enjoying that. Uh, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Revisited Tuesday night from seven to eight, right here on Talk Show. Of course, call ID one three nine nine two six pound. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, I will be back on, of course, with WWS Revolution as our live video feed from this week's Revolution will be from AWA US History Lives. We, of course, will be talking about, of course, the latest wrestling news and views, and also some his, John will bring us history and birthdays as well. Plus, we will talk about, I'm sure, some detail about the NXT show, as well as, of course, we will talk about, we, we will split this up here, folks, a little bit. We will talk about all the matches, of course, that has to do with Monday Night Raw, uh, of course, which, will, which obviously will be the uh, Universal title, the Intercontinental title, the Raw Women's title, the Raw Tag Team titles, and, of course, the mixed tag match uh, with, uh, of course, Rousey and Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie. So we'll definitely be talking about that. We'll be talking about all of those here. Uh, plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we do have scheduled a <clears throat> we do have scheduled a uh, trivia championship match up here. Of course, the match we were going to have this this past Friday, but due to time constraints, we were unable to do unable to have that. It will be, of course, now a fatal four-way match. With Fonzie defending the NWA US World Heavyweight title against the last kicker, Anne Marie Rickenbach, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Originally scheduled to be a fatal five way. Of course, the Rattlesnake and Neil Patel did take himself out of the match, uh, but now it will be a fatal four way for this, for this, for the NWA US World Belt. Of course, all of this will happen on this Tuesday's edition of Revolution. Of course, live video feed once again from AWA US. 
this Tuesday night from 9 to 11 right here on Talk Shoe. Call ID 138055-POUND. <clears throat> Next up here, of course, uh, Wednesday night, of course, will be our Triple Threat Wednesday. As, of course, always, we'll start off with WWS Outside the Ropes. Join myself, KD, and I'm sure also we'll have the Human Suplex Machine and also the Rattlesnake on with us as well. As we, of course, will talk about uh, the latest pop culture news uh, coming into through the wire. Also, of course, we'll be having a, a movie. Uh, we'll be having some sort of movie trivia challenge, possibly through Movie Jeopardy or something, or possibly the uh, the original uh, page. Of course, that we normally ask movie questions off of. So, otherwise, we'll have a fun time on outside the ropes this <clears throat> this Wednesday night from 6:30 until 7:30. Call ID 141387 pounds for that. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, will be WWS Wrestling Debate as the NWO, NWO Madness Kingdom, King NWO, the Iceman, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, I'm sure with other folks as well, will be discussing and, and debating about certain news topics of the day. No doubt they'll be talking about Raw, talking about SmackDown, talking about the NXT show last night, definitely talking about WrestleMania 34. They'll be talking about a lot of things that'll be on the table there. So be sure to join them for Wrestling Debate this Wednesday night from 8 to 9 right here on Talk Show. Call ID 139-925-POUND. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back on with WWS Revolution. Uh, this Wednesday night, of course, our live feed will be from WWE. Video feed will be from WWS Fan Empire. As always, like I said, the latest wrestling news and views, courtesy of King Ice. John, we bring you wrestling history for that day. As well as, of course, we'll be talking about what took place on SmackDown this past Tuesday night, this coming Tuesday night. Also, we'll be talking about, of course, the SmackDown matches, of course, of WrestleMania. Uh, and, of course, who, else, who knows what else we'll have uh, work planned out here, folks. But we'll definitely be having something here for you. So be sure to join us here for the Wednesday edition of Revolution 138055-pound live video feed, like I said, coming in from WWS Fan Empire this Wednesday night from, 6, from 9 to 11 p.m., of course. Excuse me. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, this Thursday night will be, of course, the second installment, NWO Wolfpack. Our live video feed will be from Lucha US Ultimate Underground. We'll, of course, have, you to have the latest wrestling news and views for you, plus also history and birthdays for this coming Thursday night. Also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be, we'll be just talking some more shop here. I'm sure we, we'll be throwing out possibly some, um, some interesting moments once again from like we said, Raw, SmackDown, the NXT show, uh, WrestleMania 34, uh, and other things left uh, left uh, left on left on to, uh, to talk about. Plus, also some fun stuff. I'm sure some uh, wrestling Jeopardy, some wrestling trivia, uh, some Would You Rather stuff. I mean, you never know what we'll have to be doing here, folks. But NWO Wolfpack will be will be a will be a big one, no no doubt. So be sure to join us this Thursday night from 9 to 11. Call ID 138-521-POUND. Like we said, the uh, Wolfpack this week will be from Lucha U.S. on Ultimate Underground. Be sure to join us for that. This Friday night, of course, on of course, on Revolution, more wrestling news and views, more history and birthdays. I'm sure, like I said, more talk about the past week's events, of course, Raw, SmackDown, NXT TakeOver, WrestleMania 34. Um, also, of course, some more fun stuff coming your way as well. Uh, who knows what we'll have. We may have a match or two. We may have this regular wrestling trivia, wrestling jeopardy, some would you rather, you never know what we'll have here. So be sure to join us for Revolution this Friday night from 9 to 11. As always, call ID 138055-POUND. Our live video feed for Friday's Revolution 
will be from our group dedicated to New Japan Pro Wrestling, NJPWUS Forever Honorable. Uh, And, of course, don't forget this Saturday afternoon at 5 o'clock, we'll have once again our uh, the 101st episode, we should say now, of WWF Power Hour, as of course we'll be running down through all of what we talked about here this this past, this coming week here in the radio network. We'll also be bringing you wrestling history for this coming Saturday, as well as some other wrestling interesting wrestling uh, news bits as well. So be sure to join us for WWF Power Hour uh, this Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. We'll talk to you. Call ID 141-364-POUND. So, folks, there you have it there with our lineup here of our shows here this week in the radio network. Be sure to join us for all, of course, like I said, Raw Radio tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Wrestling Revisited and Revolution on Tuesday. Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate and Revolution on Wednesday. NWO Wolfpack on Thursday. Revolution on Friday. And Power Hour on Saturday. Be sure to join us here for that. Let's see if we have any updates on, of course, some of the matches here. And it looks like so far we do not. Uh, of course, the I'm sure right now in progress, the WWE title match is taking place between AJ and Nakamura. So we'll let you know here, here in just a moment here on on that update. In the meantime, here, folks, let's see what we can bring you here. If we have any, um, if we have any um, news, some news tidbits here to to talk about here. Uh, of course. Uh, as of course we always talk about, of course, um, all right, let's see what we have here, folks. Let's bring you some stories that you might normally hear on WWS outside the ropes. Uh, one interesting story here, of course, this, this, this is very, very unique here indeed. This story was brought to our attention back on Friday, but I will I will read this story right here. Joseph Lee of 411 Mania, who, of course, like I said, we are thankful to have them, uh, of course, allow allow us to read their stories here on all of our shows here on the radio network each and every week. Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Power Hour, Outside the Ropes, and so and so on and so forth. The story he brought Joseph Lee brought to us on Friday. The story reads like this. Mark Hamill says that Carrie Fisher cannot be replaced in the role of Princess Leia. Let's read this here. This is, sounds very interesting indeed. In an interview with Collider, Mark Hamill spoke about a fan petition to get Meryl Streep to play General Leah in Star Wars Episode Nine, taking over the role from Carrie Fisher. He says the following. He says, well, first of all, I don't know what the specific plans were for that character, but just to wait. Han Solo was more prominent in Episode Seven, and Luke was... In, was was more prominent in also in, in Star Wars 7. We assume Leia would be more prominent in 9, especially since the dynamic of having Kylo Ren as her son. I think it would be tough recasting only because she's so indebtedly linked to that character. They've already rolled out the idea of, you know, computer-generating a performance like they did with Peter Cushing in Rogue One. So, gee, that's got to be a really not an insurmountable problem but you know, I know that the script had had been developed enough that when we lost her, we, that they had to go back to square one. But she is irreplaceable, you know, as far as I'm concerned. This is Mark Hamill, of course, talking about the late Carrie Fisher. So, who knows what? Who knows? Um, who knows what will happen here with that, folks? Uh, it would be it would be kind of sad though if uh, if they actually did. I mean, because I, I mean, I do. 
I do agree with that 110%. Um, I don't think Carrie Fisher would ever be replaced. Could ever be replaced, you know, as so that was the role. That was really the role to really think about it, folks, that really made Carrie Fisher a star. And, you know, that'd be kind of like taking that away from uh, 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 that, that'd be that, that'd be kind of a, a tragedy. Not to, not to say, you know, that Meryl Streep is not a great actress. She is one of the best in Hollywood has to offer. But, uh, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be a tough call to make here, folks. Uh, another story here, um, uh, definitely, of course, this is one story I've been making around. This story came out from Joseph Lee yesterday on 411 Mania. Um, and, of course, I did read, I did notice this on when we did our special edition Wolfpack uh, last night when we were talking to, when we were doing the special on the NXT TakeOver show. Uh, read this story here. Black Panther surpasses Titanic on all-time domestic box office chart. Um, this is a short story here, folks. This won't take long. Wakanda Forever. The Hollywood Reporter revealed that Black Panther has surpassed James Cameron's Titanic, become the number three domestic film of all time, just behind Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which earned 936.7 million, and Avatar, which reached 760.5 million not adjusted for inflation. The film has earned 659.3 domestically as of Friday. It should easily pass up Titanic 659.5 million once. Of course, this was as of, this was as of um, yesterday. The numbers are in. It has 1.29 million worldwide, the 10th highest grossing film ever. So we knew that this film apparently was going to shoot to the top here, um, but uh, we didn't think it was going to be... Uh, uh, it was going. To, it was going to be so huge, like it like it has been. So very unique there indeed, here, folks. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Of course, uh, uh, a, a reference story. Of course, now having to do uh, with uh, WrestleMania 34. Uh, of course, still in progress here. Like we said, we have three matches still left to go on that. Jeremy Thomas brings us this story here today. Uh, WWE announces the gate and attendance for WrestleMania 34. Let's go ahead and read it. WWE has announced the gate and attendance for WrestleMania 34, the, the former of which broke records for the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. The announcement noted that WrestleMania had a sold-out attendance of 78,133 fans, representing all 50 states and 67 countries. In addition, the event had a gate of 14.1 million which broke the New Orleans Stadium's previous record of 10.9 million, set by WrestleMania 30 back in 2014. New Orleans Mayor Mitch Landrieu says, New Orleans was extremely proud to make WrestleMania week part of our tricentennial celebration. It was so exciting to host WWE fans from around the world who traveled to experience the grandeur of WrestleMania and all that our beautiful city has to offer. Thank you to everyone who made it, makes it possible to stage such an epic event. John Sabor, the WWE Executive Vice President of Special Events, says, WrestleMania's return to New Orleans once again delivered record results. This would not have been possible without the tireless support of Mayor Landrew and our local organizing committee partners through New Orleans. We now look forward to a short WrestleMania 35 celebration next year in New York and New Jersey. 
The top ten all-time attendance records at WrestleMania are as follows. <clears throat> so, uh, of course, 101,763 101, made by WrestleMania 32 in Arlington, Texas on, in April 2016. 93,173 made by WrestleMania 3 at the Pontiac Silverdome in Michigan on March 29, 1987. 80,676 made by WrestleMania 29 at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey in 2013. 80,103 made by WrestleMania 23, also in Michigan, also of course in 2007. 78,363 made by WrestleMania 28 in Miami in 2012. 78,133 made by WrestleMania 34, of course, like I said, uh, of course here tonight in New Orleans. 76,976 WrestleMania 31 in Santa Clara, California, 2015. 75,245 at WrestleMania 33 at the Citrus Bowl in Orlando in 2017. 75,167 at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans back in 2014. And 74,635 at WrestleMania 24 in Orlando in 2008. So some big-time moments here, of course. The oldest one being, of course, obviously the second, right behind WrestleMania 32. Of course, obviously WrestleMania 3. So, I mean... So, folks, right there, there you, there you have it. There. Let's see what other stories we have. Um, um, of course, we're going to try to bring you some others here as much as possible. So, since we've already started talking, we've already mentioned some of the matches that have taken place at WrestleMania. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, um, oh, okay. This one, of course, like I said, we've, we've been making a little bit of headlines here. Um, Jimmy Thomas posts this here tonight. Uh, Dana White says now he's not sure if Conor McGregor will fight for UFC this year. Dana White doesn't know what the UFC's plans are for dealing with Conor McGregor are, including whether he'll fight for them this year. White spoke after UFC 223 about McGregor's situation after the UFC fighter attacked a bus full of fighters on Thursday. The incident caused three fights to be canceled from UFC 223, two due to injuries to Michael Chise and Ray Borg, and one because Artem Lobev was involved on McGregor's side. Uh, here's what Dana White had to say here. Of course, here's, a, here's a, some highlights from his interview right here. On how his conversation with McGregor on Friday went, Dana White says, yeah, it's good. I think that there's a mutual respect between us. Also, he says on whether McGregor could still fight this year for the UFC, uh, Dana White says, I don't know. You can't ask me anything about Conor. I don't know anything about Conor. I haven't thought about it. There's nothing to think about this week, I, this week, I think, except for this event. On, well, on where they will go from here, Dana White says, I had so many things thrown, down at, me, thrown at me this week. The focus on this show was insane. We'll get back to Las Vegas and focus on Conor McGregor. So right now, his status, ladies and gentlemen, as of whether he'll compete for UFC is right now kind of up in the air. So we'll just have to uh, we'll just have to let we'll keep everybody in prize of that. Of course, that we're all, we'll definitely be watching the we'll definitely be watching the uh, <clears throat> um, we'll definitely be watching that story, uh, story more and more carefully here, folks. 
see here. Uh, another, let's see here. Of course, a lot of story. Okay, here, okay, here we go. Here's one that you might hear on outside the ropes. We'll go ahead and bring it here to you. The story came out yesterday from Joseph Lee. The an un, untitled Terminator sequel has been pushed back to November of next year. Superhero Hype reports that Paramount Pictures has pushed back the release date for the upcoming and untitled sixth film in the Terminator franchise. The film has been moved from July 26, 2019 to November 22, 2019. It now has direct competition with an untitled Fox-slash-Marvel film. Frozen 2 opens five days later on November 27th. The film will be directed by Tim Miller from the script by Billy Ray, based on a story from James Cameron, Miller, and David Ellison, and will star Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, and Mackenzie Davis. Cameron and Ellison will produce. The film is expected to be a direct sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day and ignore the other three sequels that followed. So, folks, um, we'll definitely be... uh, That right there. We'll keep everybody informed about that. So I can't wait to. We'll definitely be. Um, we'll de- definitely be watching out that there as well. Uh, let's see here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just check on here and see if we have any updates right now about WrestleMania 34 here. Uh, uh, and I do see here, ladies and gentlemen, we do have an update here on the WWE title match. It appears that AJ Styles has has gotten by Shinsuke Nakamura to hold on to the WWE title belt. So one 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 another match that of course we were all expecting a big a big change to happen apparently did not. Although it was according to some of our people on our panel, it's been talking about this here all night long. I'm sure you've been hearing the buzz. Um, it appears, like I said, that the uh, match was in. Uh, it was a it was a great match here to say the least. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I will be do have to step away once again for just one second. I will be right back here. Please once again continue listening to our opening theme tonight, which is of course crank it up, which is the theme for the WWE Superstar of the Big Show. I will be right back. Well, it's the Big Show. Oh.
back on here now. Um, let's see what we have here. Of course, uh, hmm. And it appears, like I said here, our folks were saying apparently that it was a heel turn involved here. We don't know if it was AJ or Nakamura. I, I, my assumption is it's possibly AJ. I'm not sure. Uh, and we don't have an official time yet as to how long this match was, but we'll keep you up to date here in just in, in just a couple moments. Uh, we've had some we've had some surprises here, folks. Uh, But uh, we'll we'll keep you apprised on this here as as we of course as we do the full forward here. Uh, another story, of course, um, that of course we we have talked about in in and of course a great deal of we've been talking about outside the ropes here. Uh, apparently, they have a new reporter in a foil of the mania, AJ Gray. Uh, the story, uh, of course, uh, uh, popped up yesterday, but we'll read it right here tonight. Uh, of course, while we continue to keep up with WrestleMania 34, the lawyer of Stormy Daniels indicates more information than alleged Donald Trump affair could be revealed. Let's bring you this story right here, folks. TMZ reported on the latest chapter in the ongoing legal war battle between Stormy Daniels and, and of course, President Donald Trump. The website spoke to Daniels' lawyer, Michael Avenetti, who claimed the legal battle has only started. According to Avenetti, there are allegedly many details of the apparent affair that took place between Trump and Daniels that have not yet been revealed. Avenetti indicated those details could come to light if necessary. Avenetti claimed that while a lot of information about the case has been disclosed, it has still only scratched the surface. Regarding a tweet with a, with a photo of a disc, Avenetti said that the photo tweet was not a bluff. And, of course, uh, this is a there's video on this. We'll let we'll just, uh, everybody here. Um, we, won't play the video. we won't play the video here. If you want to take a look at it, please, by all means. Um, but uh, that's, that's pretty much what we'll tell you about that. Now, of course, we'll definitely do some talking about it here on uh, on Outside the Ropes here coming up here this week. Uh, let's see what we have here. Anything else going on here wrestling-wise? Uh, let's see here. Uh, um, and it appears, uh, well, this, well, even though that this is, um, even WrestleMania 34 is pretty much just about over with here, we have a story here Jeffrey Harris posted here as well about an update on a major star possibly appearing at WrestleMania 34. Let's bring you this story right here. PW Inside reports that the Rock's family member, his daughter, some his daughter Simone and his mother Ida Johnson were seen in attendance at WrestleMania 34. This leads to speculation that The Rock could appear tonight. 
There were all rumors he would appear, and because of his family members being there, there is speculation again he could make an appearance tonight. Previously, had the Rock has denied he would show up at the event tonight. So, uh, I mean, like I said, with you know that several matches still remaining here, folks. As they say, anything could possibly happen in this. So, we'll definitely, we'll definitely have a, we'll definitely keep everybody's. Uh, We'll definitely keep everybody's uh, keep everybody apprised of that, but because uh, uh, they they'll say one thing, but it always turns out to be the other. Okay, I just got an update from the last kicker, M. Marie Rickenbach, that apparently after Nakamura lost the WWE title match, AJ Styles, that Nakamura apparently was the one that did the heel turn. Um, so kind of surprising there here, folks. Uh, hmm. um, and of course, folks, we still don't have an official update here yet on the, how long the match with the WWE title did take. Um, of course, I'm sure by now the tag team match with the Raw tag team titles, I'm sure it is getting underway. Uh, but we'll keep, we'll definitely keep you informed on this as best as we possibly can. In the meantime, folks, here we've gone a little bit past the 11 o'clock hour here, um, here tonight. Uh, one thing I will also mention here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of course, you, you've heard us, you've heard us, of course, talk about this, uh, talk about talk about this during, of course, our special edition of Wolfpack last last night. I do uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, want to want to do wish a very happy birthday to of course one of our <clears throat> one of our own here in the WCW in WWS of course also someone very personal to me. Uh of course I am referring to the last kicker Henry Rickenbach today. Uh I will not divulge her age but uh she she is she is of course a wonderful one a wonderful part of our lives here in WWS, and I will definitely say a wonderful part in my life uh, has made me has made me a very happy person here for the last. We've been taught we've been, of course, she's been involved here for about about five years. So, uh, and uh, and we of course look forward to having a lot more fun together here at some point down the road. But I do want to wish her, like I said, a very happy birthday here today. Happy birthday, Anne! And I will, and and I hope many, many more great birthdays will come your way. And I do have now an update here, folks, on the the amount of time for the WWE title match. It was 20 minutes and 20 seconds. So that was another another big match here, of course. Right now, it looks like you're looking at the times here so far. That the so far the longest one is the Kurt Angle Ronda Rousey Triple H Stephanie McMahon mat, mixed tag match, and then now this right here is just is, is uh, the second second place right here with the, with this match lasting near like 26, 20 seconds shorter. So, uh, but of course, like I said, we still have two matches left to go. Of course, that means for the Raw tag team titles, and also uh, we still don't know who Braun Strowman is going to pick as a partner. 
but we can't wait to see who what happens here. And of course, also the Universal Title match hitting Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And of course, there's been a lot of talk about Roman Reigns apparently um, doing something here to the to, to the point that he will leave WWE once again, go back and compete in UFC. So. Your guess is as good as mine here, folks. We don't know. Like I said, I mean, we've been hearing it, and the rumors sound, almost sound like that they are true. Uh, of course, with this deal that UFC is going on with Conor McGregor, I mean, I'm not sure what the what big the big time story is with that, but we'll have to keep our eyes open on that. A lot of people are speculating that Brock will drop the belt to Roman and leave the WWE. We're not sure what happens here, but you never know what you never know what could happen here, folks. We'll definitely keep you apprised of that situation as we get more and more information about that. On that note, here, folks, like I said, uh, we'll we'll def- there'll, there'll be a, definitely be an update on on the Raw Tag Team Title Match and the Universal Title Match tomorrow on WWS Raw Radio. Uh, I was glad to be able to bring you, of course, some uh, majority of the information here, plus also some wrestling news and pop the wrestling news bites and some pop culture news bites. As well as, of course, uh, some wrestling history for today. Of course, four years ago today, we lost, of course, a true wrestling icon and, of course, a WWE Hall of Famer in the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, <clears throat> so, but on that note here, folks, of course, we thank you for listening here to us here tonight. As, of course, we have gone, as we are now at promo number 259, next week, next Sunday, about this time, will be number 260. So we can't wait. We're hitting all bunch of records here, folks. We hit. 100 or with Power Hour yesterday, yesterday, and you know anything could happen here. And also was informed that on May the 6th, which will be the which will be I believe the first Sunday of May, um, we will be we will finally hit episode number 500 of the Mothership Revolution. And that'll be and May 6th will be the day of our prediction show for the next pay per view. I assume it will be the next pay per view with it being backlash. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely be doing a whole lot of talking about the pay-per-view and also doing a lot of a celebration for the Mothership Broadcast Revolution. For the entire panel, way too tough to handle, of course, Keen W.O. Gerard T. Smith, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, the Last Kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, the Human, uh, human Suplex Machine, John Gross, of course, uh, of course, our other friends, as well, including the Rattlesnake and Neil Patel, uh, and also the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much here for joining us here here tonight. And of course, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about WrestleMania and the NXT show from last night throughout the week here in the radio network. And, and it's going to be a blast here, folks. Of course, be sure, like I said, to, uh, to continue to listen to us listen to us here in the radio network. We're starting off with Raw Radio tomorrow afternoon from three to five. Call ID one three eight. 744 pound, as of course JD, John, and the rest of the gang, Gerard, JD, John, and the rest of the gang, be bringing you, of course, their big uh, time talk here about, about NXT TakeOver New Orleans and, of course, WrestleMania 34, among other wrestling shows that took place in New Orleans over the weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring. Of course, this has been a promotion of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are two years older and continue to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. 
Take care of yourselves and each other, ladies and gentlemen. We'll definitely see you in the ring and also on the red carpet. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. Have a terrific rest of your weekend, folks. Take care of yourselves and each other. And God bless everyone. Have a terrific evening. Good night all. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.